Blog Talk Radio. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. How's everybody doing? Oh, it's quiet. I see. <laughs> Guys had a long week. You know what quiet means? Uh uh-uh. uh. Tell me. <laughs> When you, talk, when you talk to white folks and you ask them how their neighborhood is, where they say quiet, that's okay. a level of black neighborhood. If they say real quiet, that means there's no black folks in the neighborhood. How's it quiet? How's it quiet? We'll get into that. How you doing over there, everyone? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Can't complain. Can't complain. Uh, I guess we better start get ready into these uh, topics here. So I'll, I'll do the rundown. Y'all ready? Go for it. All right. Get the seatbelts on. Our hot topics tonight. Despite the pandemic, Trump promoting the 4th of July fireworks over mayor's objection. Also, armed black men show up uh, to hearing on Confederate statues. And police unions facing backlash. Also, our hidden and quitted headlines, a bipartisan Senate bill would punish real retailers for refusing cash payments. Also, officer who struck woman at airport will be terminated. The um, NYC delays painting Black Lives Matter mural in front of Trump Tower. Okay. Also, Walmart is transforming 160 of its parking lots into drive-in theaters, and the NFL plans to play the Black National Anthem before week one game. Cocktail of the week is the afternoon, um, I'm sorry, the late afternoon sun. What's popular with Papa Didi? Our weird news. Firm to offer balloon rides from Alaska to the edge of space. Also, police will in Louisiana man capture swimming in fish tank. And Wisconsin family saves bear swimming with head stuck. Okay. I'm just saying with red wine, do the right thing. Living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap up. I got some interesting stuff for you tonight. The kiss of list and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the hot topics. Hi, this is Papa Didi. If you haven't heard of the pajama party, you're missing out. We got hot topics, hidden quitter headlines, what's popping with me, weird news, I'm just saying with red wine, living for the city again with me, 
the Hollywood wrap up with Kettle, the cocktail of the week, the world's famous kiss it list, and of course, the last word. We serve up each week on the Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time at 914-803-4306 or listen at www.apajamaparty.com and also follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. Hey, this is Papa Didi. Join me on Friday nights live at the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. And don't miss my segments called Living for the City and What's Poppin'. Hey, and, and join me. This is Redwine with the Long Long Stem. And I've got the hot topics in my commentary called I'm Just Saying. And don't forget the cocktail of the week for me. Shout out with the yellow top. I got the Hollywood wrap up along with Weird News. And don't forget, we've got the kisser list. That's where the people get on our last nerves and you want us to call them out. So join us on Blog Talk Radio for the Pajama Party. Every Friday night at 9 p.m. on the East Coast and 6 p.m. on the West Coast. Go to apajamaparty.com to listen online or follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. Call us live, 914-803-4306. And don't forget to press 1. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, what happened to the snack tray or the bartender? Does he want to see my slippers? I'll call it room service. All right, welcome back to the John Party Money Hills Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darlings. It's time for the hot topics. And Kettle, you got the mic first. All right. What's going on? All right. Well, right here in the nation's capital, despite the pandemic, your boy, 45, is promoting July 4th fireworks in D.C. over the mayor's objection. So Trump is promoting the big 4th of July celebration and fireworks display in the nation's capital this weekend, with administration officials expecting large crowds on the National Mall. Despite the mayor's objection, uh, the event may spread the coronavirus. The dispute comes amid spikes in coronavirus cases around the country with over 50,000, 50,000, you hear what I'm saying? COVID-19 cases reported in just one week, just one, I'm sorry, in just one day this week. Um, she goes on to say, yeah, we've communicated to them that we do not think this is in keeping with the best CDC and Department of Health guidelines, but this event will take place entirely um, on federal property, the um, D.C. Mayor um, Bowser said. The city is currently in phase two of its reopening plan, which encourages its residents to continue to engage in social distancing, keep um, wearing the mask, and to avoid um, congregating in confined spaces with more than 50 people. But Bowser said since she does not have jurisdiction over federal land, she could only urge D.C. residents to exercise caution this weekend, advising people to stay home if they don't think um, they can uh, remain physically distant from other people. So, um, 
you know, uh, I don't know. What you guys think? What's your opinion, Rewind? I don't see how you can be distant from people when there's thousands of people down there. They'll be all over the lawn. It's not like, well, they, they probably have chairs available, you know, for people that are disabled and stuff like that. They'll have a few rows of chairs, probably tickets. You know, you got to have tickets and stuff. But everybody else will be on the lawn. So unless they're going to have marked spaces, uh, I think social distancing will be impossible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think people better listen to what the mayor was saying between the lines. She was saying, without saying, if I was you, I wouldn't go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, because the cases have gone up on this COVID-19 thing, so why would you risk that? I mean, you know, you as the the leader of this free country, you should be encouraging people to stay home, you know, but that's not what he's going to do. No. Yep, yep, yep. They're out out Um, there in um, South Dakota now doing the other celebration at Mount Rushmore, and people all sitting right next to each other, not wearing masks. People just at the point mm-hmm. where they just going to do what they do. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, then complain late, I guess. You know, why didn't you tell us it wasn't safe? And, I mean, that's that's what we're doing now, you know. So, um, but, you know, they were talking about the March on Washington, that they were trying to postpone that also. So, I don't know. The way these people are protesting now, I'm not sure, if, you know, they can be stopped. They just want to continue on doing what they're doing because, to me, they're trying to send a message. So yeah. I think they're going to continue on with it. What do you think, Papa Didi? What's your opinion? Yeah, they are going to continue on. Stuff is happening every day. Every day, people doing them, the cops doing the same old thing. Every day, right. the people like like ain't nothing. Like they ain't watching TV or anything. They just doing the work and business as usual. Why? Well, you know, from what I've heard, the cops saying that they, they feel as if they don't have the community support. I mean, shit, you done jacked us up for so long. <laughs> shit, I wouldn't give your ass no support either. Shit, that's just me. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. We'll be protected yeah. and serve, but it's no protection. They're protecting right. themselves. That's who they're protecting. Yeah. you beating us in service, you know. So, you know, that's the sad part of it. Okay, so we'll see what's going to happen. It's going to be interesting. And then once the people come out and clean up and everything, I guess, you know, the president is going to give us the bill, you know, give the district the bill. So, you know. Yeah. We shall you know, see. Speaking of, yeah. speaking of the bill, last year's event that he did cost, mm-hmm. I believe it said it was like twice what it cost the year before that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I, I'm trying to remember the number. I want to say it was something like thirteen million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To have That's a celebration, you know, this whole celebrate yeah. America thing, really thirteen million dollars. And he still has to pay that. <laughs> Probably not, because mm-hmm. I'm sure there were parts of the city who were responsible for certain things, and they didn't get paid. Right. I just feel like, you know, given, but I just think if we're in the middle of a pandemic, why are you out doing all this stuff? 
Right. Is that, I, mean, I agree. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it really doesn't. If somebody told you if you drink hemlock, it will kill you, why would you go out and get online and order some hemlock and serve it up and tell people, oh, you'll be all right, go ahead, take a hit? Why would <laughs> anybody in their right mind would not do that? Right. You know, if you got well, that big skull and crossbone on the bottle and it tells you this will kill you, do not drink this. Just like bleach and Clorox and alcohol, rubbing alcohol, and what did he do? Tell people, well, you know, if you can, if if it's internal, maybe that would help to kill the virus. And people who don't have a mind of their own went out and started drinking bleach and Lysol and stuff like that. I, I just don't know what to say about people. I'm like, use your own mind, people. What's your problem? They don't have it. That's it. So, all right, we'll see what's going to happen. We'll see on Monday, you know, because I'm quite sure the mayor should be talking on Monday about, you know, who's going to put the bill and, you know, yada, yada. So we'll check it out. We'll report it next week on Friday. <laughs> so. Well, he was, uh, 45, was saying that uh, there was some re- resistance about doing the fireworks in Mount Rushmore. And that was actually coming from the Park Service and the Native American leaders who are Mm -hmm. living there in South Dakota. They didn't want him there. They didn't want the crowds there because they know wherever Mm -hmm. he goes, protests follow. And they were saying, we just don't want all of that here. We're trying to fight the pandemic. We don't need Mm -hmm. all these people bringing possible infection up in this area, you know, our resources mm-hmm. are limited already. Because the Native American chief or representative was saying that, first of all, what had happened was Mount Rushmore was built on land that was stolen from them, and they considered oh, wow. that land to be sacred to their people. So mm. you you go and put statues of four white men on sacred land of the indigenous people, you mm. get them off the land, and now you want to bring thousands and thousands of people up there to celebrate America. I mean, really, mm. why don't you just go and, and slap them all in the face while you're at it? Wow. Who knew? Thanks for the history lesson on Red Wine. Who knew? Mm-hmm. And Trump saying uh, when the Park Service said they were concerned about the danger of shooting off the fireworks and concern for Mount Rushmore itself, and Trump standing up there telling the media, uh, what were you telling me, he said, Papa Didi? That it's made of stone and it won't burn. But it's all kind of dry brush underneath the statues that is clear to see whenever you show a picture of it and it's, Nine degrees up there in South Dakota. Yes, yeah, all surrounded by Ain't trees. Raining. Tall timber. Tall timber and trees, <laughs> and nowhere for anybody to put the fires out if it does catch at night. But they're going to launch all these rocket boomers that's going to have hot timbers when they hit the ground going right into the trees. But that's your boy. I ain't going to talk about him. Yeah. Just, no, uh, I will. Mm-mm. All right. We'll get off this soapbox. What you got up in there? All right, well, I got one for you. This was interesting. There's a video that's circulating 
on social media because of its positive message for change about the relationship between black men and black women. Now, this happened on Tuesday. Armed black men from an organization called Sleep is for the Rich Gun Club in Shreveport, Louisiana, showed up in front of the Cato Parish Courthouse with one mission in mind, and that was to protect the black woman. Now, according to the reports, on last Saturday, a group of protesters descended upon the downtown area to advocate for the removal of Confederate statues, and local news reported that counter-protesters also showed up openly armed with handguns, rifles, and other kind of weapons like that to intimidate the protesters. So uh, some of the people on social media said that they saw snipers on top of some buildings. So the Lighthouse Ensemble is a local group of justice advocates got permits to host the event, but after these uh, counter-protesters showed up, the crowd started, you know, adding up to more people than they had originally anticipated. So then the gun club, they're called Sleep is for the Rich. The gun club, the brothers, showed up on the scene after they heard what happened. Now, they show up with all of their guns, and they have licenses and permits and everything to carry their guns. They showed up just to protect the women because what they were basically saying is that what you're not going to do is antagonize and intimidate black women in our community. When these yahoos showed up with all of their guns and stuff, they were just like over there on the other side of the street, you know, flexing with their guns, trying to scare the majority of the female crowd that was there at this protest. So, of course, when a bunch of brothers show up with rifles and guns and stuff, folk get nervous. They didn't question the counter-protesters. They just watched them. The brothers show up. Now you want to question them and ask what's going on, who are you, you have permits for all these guns and all this kind of stuff. So the lawmakers were supposed to be making a decision on what they were going to do about these Confederate statues, but it turns out they ended up delaying that process. I don't know if it's because of the protest that was going on or what, but uh, one of the brothers who was with this gun club was speaking out, and uh, his name is Nicky Daniels, Jr., and when a reporter asked why the men were carrying guns, he said, why not? Those guys came on Sunday, and they tried to intimidate some innocent women and ladies that were unarmed. We came out here because those guys came trying to intimidate these women, and they thought they were going to have it easy. But one phone call was made, and we came down here armed. So he made it clear that they're not tolerating the disrespect of black women that were marching in the streets, and he wanted to make Shreveport a more equitable place for the residents. So he said he wasn't going to sit back and let these Confederates intimidate the black women in Shreveport, Louisiana. And the last statement he made to the press, he said, why are we still having to come out here and fight over a monument that people fought against our country. He said, y'all don't understand the hypocrisy in that. I'm like, I'm with you, brother. Mm-hmm. How hypocritical is that? Mm-hmm. North and South mm-hmm. fighting each other. Now y'all fighting to try to hold on to the to the losing relics of a war that's over, been over, you lost, but you still want to wave the flag. That it, it doesn't even make sense. 
Mm-mm. So, like I said, they haven't made any decision yet on removing those statues in Shreveport. But the the gun club, Sleep is for the Rich, said not on our mm-hmm. watch. You're not going to intimidate mm-hmm. these sisters. Right. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't have something um, going on about the, the, the black guys that came out with the guns. You know, mm-hmm. they were asking the questions, but I'm talking about, you know, how they have some kind of committee to check on this and check on that. I'm like, no need to. Like you said, they had licensed guns out yeah. there. Just because we're black and have a gun doesn't mean that well, you know, have that, the right that to freaks be. people out. I think they started having Black Panther flashbacks. <laughs> I guess what? But a lot of people don't understand the Black Panthers. Come, come on, Papa, you going to break it down for us? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a lot yeah, of people didn't understand what what yeah what 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 their cause was for you know like it was yeah, kind of almost really like did. this what you just said yeah it, it was the same similar situation but yeah. you know as soon as a black man grabs a gun man everybody thinks that it's you know it's amazing the imagery is but you know a lot of stuff has been ingranulated in these people's heads forever, I mean, mm-hmm. since about black men. I mean, they, they got an image mm-hmm. in their mind. That it's, it's not going to be race, you know. It's almost when you mm-hmm. whatever racism you hold, whether it be the Asians or whatever, if you got a strong belief, nobody's going to change your mind, you know, no matter what, what the problem mm-hmm. is. And they, the, 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 the phobias on black people, that, that's been that's been taught all over the world to every group of people. All over in China, Australia, you name it. Everybody had a conversation to their children coming up about black people in America. And it's just been, well, just black people, period. And it's just mm-hmm. been a full circle, you know. So, right. It's horrifying. I agree. All right. Well, shout mm-hmm. out to uh, Brother Nikki down there holding it down. Protecting the women in Shreveport. Do your thing, Brother Nikki. All right, over to you, Papa D. What else is going on? Uh, what is this? Is a these police unions? You know, I often thought about where the union, the police union, stood with stuff. You know, sometimes they just come in hard on something. No matter what the police officer does. You know, their job is to defend their members, and they almost got to come back with anything they can, no matter how horrendous or how unjust the police acts. You know, it seems like the union always has to represent you, just like if you was a plumber or, a, you know, an electrician or whatever, whatever union you're part of, get the bosses of a construction site trying to get rid of you, the union is there to protect you. But same with the police, but uh, this is a... Uh, the topic is police unions are facing black backlash. Uh, let's see. One San Antonio police officer repeatedly used the N-word as he arrested a black man for trespassing at a mall. Okay. Another told a man that he could go free if he beat the officer in a fist fight. All right. The third allegedly tried to give a homeless man a sandwich full a sandwich full of dog feces. So this is this is just crazy. All of them were fired by the police chief, and all of them were rehired after the arbitration overturned their dismissal. 
Now, if you got a warped ass mind like that in all three of those situations, how do you even get your job back? And how do you continue to be productive in the world? Everybody knows what you're made of and what you're capable of doing. So how do you just get your job back like that? I don't, I don't understand. I don't get it. You know, so uh, all right, more than in, in, in more than four out of uh, ten cases in which arbitration ruled an officer terminated over the last decade, those firings were overturned. All right, four out of ten, according right. to data provided by the San Antonio Police Department. Around the country, police unions were played a decisive role in uh, sharper department policies and shedding bad cops from the accountable to the experts. Say, but now uh, unions are rep- representing officers for facing a wave of new situations and unpredictable uh, political backlash. You know, more than 85 percent of police have uh, have uh, done horrendous crimes. You know, as far as uh, chokeholds and things of this nature that they've uh, have demonstrated that. Now the the police unions are having trouble defending these horrendous things that are caught on camera blatantly. So often negotiated behind closed doors, you know, contacts in some cases are are approved by local politicians Mm -hmm. where they're campaigning behind the bankroll of the same union that they're dealing with. So it's it's a catch-22 situation. It explains a lot. If if a person's weren't running for election and uh, he, the police are behind him, and the people that's in charge, the judges and everything, if he's got the police backing, because the judge and the police and everybody they're all in the same boat, you know. So, mm. so anyway, uh, it just kind of goes on to say that different cities around the world are their biggest adversary right now, even though they may fire a police outright from the beginning. You know, his, his chance of getting that job back is. It's real good because they deny, I mean, just like the Baltimore situation with Freddie Gray, you know, he, those police are all back, you know, and nobody's saying anything, and it's business as usual. And that was like eight cops, I think, that was round up on that whole situation with Freddie Gray, and none of them got convicted. They made a mockery of the trial. The little, the little young girl who was ambitious about doing things, she made, she'd been made a fool of. You don't hear from her no more. She's so disappointed that her confidence went down to the gutter. And, uh, you know, it's amazing how people can just overturn stuff based on popularity. And everybody is so scared. I'm going to talk about it later on in a situation of my own that happened to me. And um, the, the fear of your bosses on what they fear reflects on you down the line. And it's, it's scary, scary as hell. But, yeah, that's what this whole thing is about is uh, these police unions aren't letting up. Mm-hmm. They're fighting hard for these police, and no matter how horrendous the crime is, they can get their job. Even they get their job in another area, another district, another, you know, you never know. The situation is really out of control. You don't hear from them. I, I just think that the police are still staying in the news personally. I mean, you, the people that... The ones that, when it comes to uh, different people that were killed, you know, by the police, I think their names should stay in the news. I think we should we should track them and see what they're doing, where they are, you know, because they just kind of go in under the underbelly and you hear nothing from them. You know, mm-hmm. where's the cop that killed this one? Where's the cop that killed that one? Where's he at? I'm, I'm so curious well, about We're talking uh, about doing this database to keep track mm-hmm. of these guys. Right. But the data base is only going to be as good as the people who enter the data. And just right. like you put I heard any more about it. 
Yeah, neither have I. But I'm saying, just like you put a record in, you can delete a record. Sure. So, you know, how how good is that going to be? If somebody, mm-hmm. um, you know, talks to somebody, works something out, maybe get the union to say, look, I need to get off of that list. And somebody goes and cuts a deal with some politician and says, yeah, take uh, John Brown out of that database. So now he's free to go out and get another job. Yeah. So, you know, it's like that. It sounds good in in theory, but in reality, I just don't know if that's really going to help. Hmm. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. But that's messed up. So the police unions are cutting deals with the politicians because they're giving them contributions to their campaign. And then all these contracts are written in such a way where the cops are able to preview video before they give their testimony. I'm like, no, why don't you just tell what happened? Don't go look at the tape and then say, okay, what happened was, what kind of stuff is that? Why don't you question and get your testimony before you look at the tape? All this stuff is going to culminate into something one day. You know, I just hope it's not. As tragic as it as it appears to be, but it's gonna be ugly because you know I I pull up a video of a girl pulling out a gun on this black couple. You know they bumped their car or something in 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 a taco store or something, and the girl pulled out a gun and she's holding it like she's just trained to to fire the gun. But the one thing you got to do when it comes to a gun, you for one you got to have the heart to kill somebody. You know what I mean? And you can't do it through rage. You got to, because when you pull that trigger, it's going to change your life. And you got to be ready for your life to be changed. And if, if you can pull the video up. You know, you just kind of pull up uh, a white woman pulls her gun on a black woman, black black couple at a, a taco store or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you'll see where where this white woman just pulled out her gun and was just holding it with two hands like she was a professional at it. But you got to have the heart, the two things. you got to have the heart to kill somebody. And once you pull that gun out, you better use it, really. Because somebody could end up taking it from you. They could snatch it from you. If you, if you spend all this time threatening and threatening and threatening, you, people need to look and see where that finger is. Is that finger on the trigger? Is it really on the trigger? Because if they ain't on the trigger, then, you know, is she playing around and got it to the side of the gun or in front of the, in front of the casing where the trigger is, and you have a half a second opportunity to snatch that gun, you know. And now, and every now and then, you got to fend for your life. It's either kill or be killed. You know, we live in a, you know, a very vicious society where it's either I'm either going to be judged by twelve or carried by six. You know, it's a choice. So, wow. Anyway, you well, do? you know that really starts to add up. When uh, I think a few weeks back, we were talking about how gun ownership has gone like through the roof. People are buying guns legally and probably illegally as well, but legally gun sales are just going through the roof. And I was wondering, like, are they anticipating an apocalypse or something? If you would see... what are people doing? If you see how this lady on that video at that taco store pulled out that gun on that black couple, it's like she got back in her car, reached in the back seat, then got out with the gun and was acting like she was wired up for somebody. It's like, 
I don't understand. It was just, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Well, I mean, see, uh, I that couple do. that had an AK, what is it called? AK, I don't know the number, but it had one of those assault rifles and a handgun standing outside of their house when protesters were on their way to the mayor's house in some city. They weren't thinking about going to these people's house. They were just passing by en route to the mayor's house. These two people, one of which is, is allegedly a civil rights attorney, came outside and had their weapons drawn on these protesters as they walked by. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, what was but that you know, for? But see, with that they situation, were like, we were just protecting our home. But see, in that situation like that, you you don't have but so many bullets, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't have so many bullets. And, and, and yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I just don't, I hope that something like that doesn't go down because see if somebody is that's got that was the same situation in Waco. You know, people still talking about Waco today where, you know, they're 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 sympathizing with the people the, the, the people of the church there, but nobody knows who fired that first shot. And once the first as soon as it started shooting, it just went crazy and then the place caught on fire and everybody died and it was just it's a mess. And you know, it's like these crowds of protesters. If if these people on the on the, on the right of things come down here with these guns, once somebody starts shooting and it becomes a a situation, and, and now the people that are being shot at, if they don't go backwards and they start going forward and they start tackling and taking guns and everybody, I just hope that does not happen, man, because yeah. that shit is so prevalent to happen because it's 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 almost it's almost inevitable that. People are missing one another with this here, and is that what they want? They're gonna find out if, if that ever happens. God forbid. And when they clear the smoke on all that, that's not gonna be what they want. I'm because it's to gonna under- be ugly. It's gonna be direct. It's gonna be ugly. I'm trying to understand why you see some counter protesters at some of the Black Lives Matter marches that are standing on the sidelines, or some of them sitting in lawn chairs. Why are they out there with? Trump flags and MAGA flags and stuff like that. Well, they ain't, gonna, they ain't got because, nothing else to do. Because what I'm saying is that this, the protest is about putting emphasis on the fact that black lives matter. So how is that in direct conflict with the current person in the White House or anything that he's doing? So I'm just trying to understand. Well, I could... Could even see the logic if they had White Lives Matter signs. Yeah, but you can't so hold. You're out there with Trump signs and MAGA. Yeah, but they don't you, you, yeah, but they you don't cannot. You can't discount. And that's my point. I'm like, what? What? What is the correlation? But you can't discount what they're doing. You got to analyze what they're doing. That's what you I'm saying. You can't just sit back and say, why are like, they there? Why are they? Why are they waving? Well, you need to put a camera on their ass and watch their <laughs> ass. You can't just. You know, what they doing? You know why? This, this is this is my opinion that they have a right they to do that. That's their opinion. That's how they. Feel. And they scope. They scoping. They got a. Right, they got a, a person out there right, looking they, and reporting. But they might not understand Black Lives Matter. Just like the NFL, uh, Roger Goodell, he didn't understand what that meant. You know, white folks they just naive to our struggle, our situation. They don't have a clue. Right. But I'm just saying but when you're marching past people and you see people over there with signs that 
are not like in direct opposition to what you're marching about, it just makes you kind of scratch your head like, okay, ain't nobody really saying anything about that. So, you know, well, what are you waving those banners Yeah, but for? you can't have that nice disposition of scratching your head. You got to be concerned at all times. You can't. If somebody's sitting there, you can't walk by with a little nonchalant disposition. If somebody's there and they're right there in the middle of all the action with all this Trump stuff on, that's the person that you. And I think that they need to carry some cameras as well. I think the Black Lives Matter people need to get some photographers and some cameras and some video. They need to film anything that's adverse out there so they can take it at the end of the day and analyze it. And see who's who and who's what. How many times have we see this guy at the meetings? Who is this person here? Who is this person here? Take a look at him and identify them like the FBI does people. You gotta scope these jokers. Don't just look at them and, and act like they're just some type of stuff in a way. We we can't afford to do that. No, that's not what I was saying. But that's what I'm I'll, saying. Oh, okay. That's what they, I'm saying. We they, cannot they, afford to I was to, just wondering like why why it's yeah, but, their banner well, but, as opposed to But but they could be they could be doing the recording. Connected. They could be doing the recording. They could be doing the analyzing. You know, analyzation is big. You know, that's what the Air Force is all about. The Air Force is not, when it comes to jet, jets and fighter pilots and all that, that's Navy. People think the Air Force and they think they think uh, flight. Air Force is recordings. They they go scope out stuff first. They go look at stuff first, and then the Navy goes and does with the fighter jets and the attack jets and all that jazz. But, I mean, you have to just observe everything and everybody because – they're thinking, because I, I refuse to believe that black people are burning down their these buildings. I refuse to believe that. I believe that the people you see that sit in these chairs, these lawn chairs, whatever, they probably got four or five Molotov cocktails underneath that chair. And as soon as the coast clears and the, the march goes by them, they throw up, as soon as the night falls, they're throwing Molotov cocktails through these windows, and the buildings are burning down. The first thing you do is blaming the protesters. When it was the damn plan that did it, I'm looking I'm at the I'm looking at the I'm looking at the big picture. I'm not disagreeing with looking that. Looking at the big picture. I was just saying the point. Let me give you an example. The point I'm making, and I'm gonna let it go. The point I'm making is that, for example, if you go to a pro-life rally and you got people out there that are saying pro-life, and then you got counter-protesters saying pro-choice, okay, one thing is opposite of the other. Pro-life, pro-choice. That makes sense. Because one group is saying, I'm against what you're saying. The other group is against what the other group is saying. But then if you got somebody over there talking about, you know, free the animals in the cages, it's like, well, what are you talking about? That's not even what's happening People here. People can do what they want. So I, I'm not, okay, they never can mind. Do what they want. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that it seems right. like when you see things like that, it's like y'all are on a whole nother program off into like a, a out in, in third base somewhere, and we playing football, and you on a baseball field. That's all I was saying. Right. I wasn't talking about mm-hmm. not analyzing them or anything. I was just saying that it just seems so like left field. That's all I was saying. Anywho. Okay, well, maybe that's what they want you to think. Why they doing something totally different? I don't give up on them at all. I shoot pictures of them, record them, film them. And see what kind of shoes they wear, you name it. Believe me, they're vicious animals, and uh, sometimes you got to attack. I just it's like with um, Biden. If Biden don't go up there during the debates before the election and act just like Trump, he's crazy. I would I would let go 
If Trump started talking crazy and saying a bunch of crap, I'd go right in the same way. There's no way I'd try to be nice and sweet. While he's beating me down, I'd beat his ass down too. I'd show society, look, this is how i got to handle this guy. You know, I can't go up again with kid gloves like, like Hillary was doing. When she said the people that his, his supporters are, uh, what's he call them? Deplorable. Deplorable. I was stuck with it. Yeah, they deplorable. Look at them. I would just, yeah, look at them. Look at them. He's just like you. Fat, stupid, ugly, crazy looking. I would have stuck with it. Yeah, they shot her down for that one. Well, if they hate her, they're going to hate her, period. What's the difference? Like Trump said, what you got to lose? Oh, boy. What you got to lose? Okay. All right, anyway. Well, we're going to take a break, and then we're coming back with the <laughs> hidden quitting headlines on the Pajama Party Show. Uh, we'll be right back. Hey, this is Kettle with the Yellow Top. I'm waiting to hear from you tonight. I'm at the Pajama Party Live. So you can reach us at 914-803-4306. Or you can check us out on apajamaparty.com. I've got my opinions, but I want to hear yours. Papa Didi and Red Wine are trying to beat me down, so I need you to call back and back me up. I know you're out there. I can hear you breathing. So call me now. 914 803 4306. I'm right here on WPJP Blog Talk Radio. Waiting to hear from you. Uh, here they come. I, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. Alright, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa DJ. Kettle. And red wine. Um, Sly It's time for the hit it and quit it headlines. All right, team. We're going to hit them. And then what? <laughs> quit them. All right. Okay. Thank you. I got the first one. All right. All right. This is an interesting article. Bipartisan Senate uh, bill would punish um, retailers for refusing cash payments. Now, this is interesting. Now, check out the stats on this. I'm going to get to that in a minute. Senator um, Bob McKenzie and Kevin Kramer have introduced a bill prohibiting realtors, retailers, from declining cash payments from customers. Um, as businesses promote their contactless um, digital payment as they um, grapple with the um, COVID um, pandemic. Retailers and mall owners, including Nordstrom's and, and um, Simon Malls, have encouraged the use of countless contactless transactions as Apple Pay to minimize the risk of, you know, spreading, you know, in the stores and stuff. But the senators warn um, that should um, any retailers ban cash entirely, it will be discriminatory at a time many Americans are facing financial hardship. It makes sense. Um, about 20% of U.S. households have no or limited access to checking and savings accounts. Of those households, about 6% are unbanked, meaning they have no access um, at all to a bank. 14% of unbanked Americans are black. Why is it we always at the top of the list? I, sometimes I just don't believe these stats. Hey, wait, you said 40%? 14%. 14, wow. Um, okay. And 11% are Hispanic and 4% are white. Why are they always at the Lower the tatum for what? Like I said, some of these stats I don't even believe. Um, as weekly jobless claims grow by the millions, the number of Americans without access to bank accounts may rise. So um, 
goes on to say the Payment Choice Act targets businesses that refuse to accept cash as payment. They may be fined um, $2,500, or um, if they do it a second time, up to $5,000, they may be fined. So I do know, I have heard of some businesses like Starbucks and some other businesses, um, they aren't taking cash. Um, I ordered a pizza through Ann Pizza, yeah. And you have to go on the app and order that way. They're not, they're not taking cash. So a lot of people are just not. But I don't think they should be fine. But, I mean, you should have either or, you know. Some people don't have the smartphone to, have, to put the app on the phone to, um, you know, get the order. So, you know, what do you do then? Yeah, that is discriminatory when you think about it. Because if they're going to yeah. force you to use your phone to order something, so if you don't have one, mm-hmm. that means what? You can't order? And if you're trying to pay with cash and they say, no, you got to use a card, well, if you don't have mm-hmm. a card, then what are you supposed to do? Well, I'm quite sure a lot of people are probably doing um, the, um, you know, how you get the Visa card, you put the money on that. I guess they have to start doing that. That's that's my guess. Yeah, I mean, but how inconvenient is that? Mm-hmm. And then, wait yeah. a minute, how do you load the money onto the car? Cash. You have to be able to transfer say, the money from somewhere. No, it's it's like um like if you go into Walmart and you get one of those Visa cards, you put the cash on there. They're gonna charge you a fee. It's like five ninety five or something, um, and you put the hundred dollars or whatever that you have. You give the cash to the cash uh, cheer, and the money is on the card instantly. Okay, yeah, that's too much. Yeah, that's what you I'm saying. You're just trying but... to buy something with cash. Now you got to go find a Walmart or some store that you can go give them the mm-hmm. cash and then get a card and pay a fee just so you can pay for your pizza. They're losing mm-hmm. their mind. Crazy. Yeah. So, All right. See, like I said, we'll, we'll see them. what happens. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, over to you, Papa Didi. What else is happening in the hit it and quit it headlines? Hmm. What you got for us? Uh, let's see here. Man struck a woman in the airport. That was pretty crazy too. I'm like, wow. Wait a minute. What happened? The officer struck a woman in the airport. Oh. Be terminated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we just said he'd probably get his job back. Thanks to the union, huh? Yeah. So the union already said that he used some type of open slap hand. He didn't. He punched the hell out of her. Anyway, you can pull this video up for anybody listening. Uh, this was in the McDade, Miami-Dade County Airport where a black woman just, she was, she was, she was acting a fool. I got to give him that. She was acting crazy, just yelling like a maniac, you know, and, um, she was right in front of the police officer. She didn't have a mask on. She was just talking, 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 and he just held hold off him. Oh, my God. The way this man punched her was unbelievable. Anyway, uh, termination proceedings have uh, been initi- initiated against a Miami-Dade County officer who struck a woman who he said it uh, struck him during an argument at the Miami International Airport. Okay, the incident happened Tuesday evening. The police uh, body camera video of the uh, encounter Circulate on social media. The strike was uh, 
way too excessive use of force, according to the mayor, uh, Carlos uh, Jimenez, told uh, CNN. The officer identified by his department as Anthony uh, Rodriguez. Uh, sounds like a complete Spanish name. I don't want to stereotype, but that shit's Spanish. Anyway, he responded to a call about a, a woman who was upset with a ticket agent after she missed her flight. Okay, the officer said in his arrest affidavit that uh, he struck Paris. Paris, her name was Paris Sharon Anderson, only after she uh, bumped into him and struck his chin with her head as he tried to uh, uh, purge her to move on. She was sitting there just yelling and yelling and yelling right, right up against his face, you know. And all of a sudden, he just uh, hauled back and just Mike Tyson her, man, straight to the ground. It was crazy. Anderson, uh, who was, uh, she was 21 years old, of Miami, was arrested on initial charges of battery against a police officer, which is a felony and disorderly conduct, a misdemeanor. The uh, Miami Police Department said Thursday Rodriguez will be terminated. Gomez called the officer strike against uh, Anderson a, a, a punch. A representative of the police officer union told the police hurled that uh, it was an open hand slap. That's bullshit. That was a closed fist slap. Okay, pulled up on your phone if you got a minute. And that the woman was pushed, pushed her face into him while, while she began to argue with him. So clearly uh, she was the aggressor, as he said. This is what the police union said. So uh, we'll see what happened with his particular arbitration going forward. Anderson and Vince, uh stepped right up to Rodriguez, speaking right in front of his face, she said. And uh, she kept yelling, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And that's when he held back and struck her right in her nose. He stole and, her in the face. I saw that she video. Was, she, was, she was out cold. So uh, Rodriguez then swung his right hand in her face, the video shows. She stumbled back, and the officer advanced to reach for her. The video was unsturdy after that. The man could be heard saying, uh, she headbutted me. As the woman is placed in custody in affidavit, Rodriguez wrote that Anderson had bumped her with his body and struck him with her head on his chin, which I, I didn't really see that. Anderson posted a $5,500 bond, and the clerk said that her court date would be scheduled for July 30th. Yeah, I looked at that video as there well. There you go. I didn't see a headbutt from her. I mm -hmm. mean, she was being very belligerent. Yeah. She was all up in his face talking stuff like, what you going to do, what you going to do. But I didn't see her strike him. Yeah. Not even a headbutt. She was definitely directly up in his personal space. But when he kind of stepped back and punched her like a boxer, he stole her like a dude. I was like, whoa. But anyway, looks like he'll get fired and maybe rehired. Yeah, I'm sure he'll get rehired. Okay. But um, I just think, too, you know, on the other hand on that, I just think that uh, people need to watch what they put in their system, whether they can handle it or not, you know. I mean, cause the way she was carrying on, you know, she was clearly – sedative out either that or she was just so pissed off or whatever but it was an ongoing argument on her part where she was just a one it was a one side argument and you're arguing with the cops when you got a problem with the with the airline 
you know, you need to pick your battles the right way. And, and the pen is mightier than the sword. You know, she should have got on a laptop or a computer somewhere and wrote a letter to, and plus you missed your flight. So, therefore, you know, just like they say with trains, you know, trains, people wait for trains. Trains don't wait for people. People wait for airplanes. Airplanes don't wait for people. But so she missed her flight. Get your ass up there like you're supposed to. See, I saw that story. She missed her flight, and then mm. she wanted to argue with the person behind the ticket counter, and they were trying to tell her, you know, the next flight is not until tomorrow morning for this airline. Now, what we can do is, is to try to find you a flight with another carrier um, mm-hmm. to try to get you wherever you're trying to go today. Yeah. And she just didn't want that. She wanted to argue, and that's when the cop came over to try to get her to move physically away from that mm-hmm. area because she had gone behind the ticket counter right, exactly. where you're not supposed to be. So she was carrying on. Yeah. And that's why I said, too, you know, we have to watch those sedatives. And I'm not I'm not saying that she was on something, but sometimes you got to watch that shit. You put, you, you put a bunch of shit in your head and you ain't got a lot of shit on your stomach. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, you. I don't know what she was doing prior to that, but they say feed a cold and starve a fever, or whatever. But you can't be, on. you can't be carrying on like that in a public place, you know, in front of everybody, and you just, you know. All right. Well, let's go to New York City. We got Mayor De Blasio scrapped his Thursday plans, which was supposed to happen yesterday to paint a massive Black Lives Matter mural on the street right in front of Trump's uh, Trump Tower in New York. He says now that that mural is going to happen at some point next week instead. Now, remember he was on TV talking about, yes, we're going to do it, mm-hmm. and he was happy and proud to do it, and then Trump got I on. I spoken. I just would have painted that Yeah, way. he shouldn't have talked about it. But then Trump got on, on his trusty Twitter and started talking talking stuff, talking about, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter, you know, all this stuff he said about the organization. I, I don't know if he called them terrorists or what he said, but he had a lot of negative things to say about the whole thing and, and about, you know, putting that mural in front of his beloved Trump Tower, blah, 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 Crimea River. So... Uh, Mayor de Blasio said it is going to happen soon, and this was at a press conference at City Hall. He said there's a few things we have to work through, and once we work through that, we're going to give you an announcement. But the uh, intent was to do this paint job, which was going to span the entire Fifth Avenue block between 56th and 57th Street that would run right in front of Trump Trump Tower. And... um, like I said, it was supposed to have happened yesterday in the morning. Um, I know Trump had made a comment about New York had just cut the police budget, and then they are going to spend money painting Black Lives Matter. So Trump did make a comment about that. I don't know how de Blasio was paying for it, but nonetheless, we're going to keep an eye on it and see if it does happen like he said it would. I would love to see that. So. We shall see if that thing goes down like he said. But Trump, um, of course, took aim at de Blasio, like I said, on Twitter Wednesday or with the press, whichever, 
and he called the Black Lives Matter movement a symbol of hate and accused the mayor of denigrating the city's luxury. So I guess black folk aren't luxurious, but he said that was denigrating the city's luxury. So anyway, uh, de Blasio said, I was not shocked but troubled. Black people built Fifth Avenue, built New York City, and built America. They gave people the right to have that luxury, and a lot of them didn't get to participate or experience the fruit of their labors. And then uh, de Blasio added that it's, it's a small, small measure to show respect. So, shout out to de Blasio. He's trying to show some respect, put some respect on their name for Black Lives Matter. I ain't mad at him. All right. All right, All moving right. on. All right, hitting me quick. Um, Walmart yep. is transforming 160 of its parking lots into drive-in theaters. Two of oh, the most boy. classic pieces of Americana are coming together this summer, drive-in theaters and Walmart. Oh, they got smart. <laughs> Figured they in the parking uh-huh. lot, they're going to go shopping, right? Uh, beginning yeah. in August, the retailer is converting 160 of its U.S. store parking lots into drive-in movie theaters. As the pandemic continues, drive-in theaters have been making a comeback as a safe alternative. Um, I know they've been doing concerts also, too. Um, Walmart oh. is partnering with um, Tri- Tribeca Enterprises, uh, the Robert De Niro-backed um, media company, to um, program the film. Locations and movie titles haven't yet been announced, but they will be um, revealed later on um, a special um, website. The event will run through October and encompasses more than 300 showings. Okay. This family-friendly night will include hit movies, special appearances from filmmakers and celebrities, and uh, concessions delivered right to the customer vehicles. Um, Walmart will use the nearby physical stores to let people use curbside pickup for treats and food. Mm, Smart. Drive-in movie venues have been popping up all over the country with small business owners um, forced um, temporarily to shut down their traditional theater. Um, I know AMC said they were going to open, but they pushed it back until the end of the month. So um, Yeah, they had no choice. Yeah, and it's a lot of uh, movies that um, are coming back out. I mean, you know, supposed to be premiering, but they have pushed those dates back too. So, right. Yep. So okay. that's, that's a pretty yeah. good uh, uh, combination right there. Walmart, they smart. <laughs> that's hey. a good one. Mm-hmm. Somebody told me that Walmart is where it all goes now. Apparently, that's true. Oh, yeah, Mr. Lowe, that's who says that. He said Walmart is where it all goes down. All right, thanks, Mr. Lowe, for that information. (laughs) All right, uh, let's see. Papa Didi, you got the last hit it and quit it. Let's see. This one. Oh, you got it? All right, Papa Didi's going to give us this last hit it and quit it. Yeah, Walmart's where it all goes down. You're looking for a fast husband or wife, that's the place to go. Oh, wow. You can hook up with somebody in about 15, 20 minutes in there. Mm. Anyway, uh, this is 
This is lame. This must have been by the brother that uh, who's the guy underneath uh, Roger Goodell. His name is uh, well. I used to I used to uh, wait on his mom when I worked at Circus City years ago. Uh, Troy Vincent. Troy Vincent is an ex football player. He's from New Jersey. I used to work at a uh, Circus City up there, and his mom used to come in all the time. Right now, Troy is the uh, ex-second-in-command underneath uh, Roger Goodell. He's his right-hand man. So Troy Vincent must have came up with his uh, Lift Every Voice and Sing song to be played before the uh, National Anthem in the uh, first NFL game. Of all the songs they want to choose from, even though they consider that song the Black National Anthem, you never hear it. So I think that song really needs to lose that particular title, because if it's the Black National Anthem, it should be played more often. But if you don't hear it anymore, do we need to grab a Stevie Wonder song or something like that that's more popular or that's more familiar and that everybody can relate to more? You don't go after a song that nobody listens to and give it such a prominent title. Anyway, that's just my opinion on that. Anyway, the NFL plans to have the song Lift Every Voice and Sing, known as the Black National Anthem, performed live or played or, or audio played before uh, every game on the first week of the NFL season. Now, that's going to be very interesting. A similar familiarity with the league's uh, decision uh, told CNN on Thursday. So uh, the news was first reported by the uh, Undefeated, which is a magazine that's owned by ESPN. According to the source, the Lift Every Voice and Sing will be played before the Star Spangled Banner. This will begin uh, with the nationally televised first games of the season, which is September 10th, if they play it, because we talked it before about commercials that take precedence over com- of, of things. Mm-hmm. They got good intentions, but if they want to put an F-150 truck commercial on there, they're going to play it. Anyway. So anyway, the song also will be played... Uh, during the full slate of those uh, first week Sunday's afternoon games as well. During uh, Sunday's football, Sunday night's game on NBC that night, and it's going to be played on Monday night, on the Monday night game, all this on the first week. Now, I don't know whether this is overkill or complete redundancy or Roger Goodell is just getting too damn black. I don't understand. I appreciate him coming around. But, you know what I mean, it's, it's almost like, you know, when, uh, what's the woman's name that played 10 in that movie, 10? Oh, Bo Derek. Yeah, they claimed Bo she Derek. invented the cornrows. When they claimed she invented the cornrows, <laughs> I said, okay, yeah, sure she did. <laughs> uh, she made the cornrows famous. <laughs> Bo Derek made those cornrows famous, like Trump made Juneteenth famous. Remember he said yeah, that? Yeah, he did say that. I'm the one that mentioned it. I'm the one that made Juneteenth famous. Yeah, oh, sure he did. I guess like Madonna uh, with her Vogue, she created that too, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure she did. Isn't it, isn't it amazing how people want to g- grab claim to something? Especially black stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially black stuff. Yeah. Everybody swears that even though David Bowie did a good job on that song, Let's Dance, but that song was written by Niles Rodgers. Yeah. Right. And arranged by Niles Rogers and played by Niles. Mm-hmm. His band plays are fantastic. Yeah. Put on your red All shoes right. and dance the blues. That's Niles All Rogers right. of the group right. Chic. All anyway, right. but uh, yeah, just to recap on this here story, 
I, I'm, you know, I never was a, you know, when people spoke on that song, I always thought that it should be should have be played more. You really hear it. Nobody knows the damn words to it. And you know, we need to re, re reinvent it. You know, somebody needs to record it. That way we can, you know, record it again so we can familiarize ourselves with it and make it something. I'm not putting it down, but I just feel like they need to go and uh, go in Stevie Wonder's joint and sing something that, you know, Stevie Wonder got a thousand songs you could choose from. Lord have mercy. Well, I'm not trying to be a naysayer, but I'm just asking a question. Is this Roger Goodell's or the NFL's idea to pay homage to black people? Is that what the point of this is? I don't know. I think right now Roger Goodell is big on everything. He apologized when I listened to Kaepernick. You know, he kinked out his hair. You know, he he wears a pick in the back of his hair now. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, he's, he's all in. He's all in. So, you know, I don't know what's next. Well, you know? I'm just wondering, well, like, okay, and the, the point of this is what? That's what I'm just wondering. You know, I'm not mad at it. I'm just wondering, you're going to play it at all these games on the first week? It's like, okay, and it, it, to accomplish what exactly? Mm. So we're going to celebrate you know blackness what? by pulling out that song? But, okay. Sometimes it's damn if we damn if we do, damn if we don't. I guess the white folks are like, well, damn, we're giving you the damn song. What's the problem? Yeah, but, but it's funny what. you said that. So, it's funny you yeah. said that because in most cases, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's funny you said because in most cases, even though there's a black a, a black popularity of black players, most of your stadiums, depending on where they're being played, is predominantly the stadium is predominantly white. The, the people in the audience, because basically the price of these tickets. Yeah. These tickets, man. I I was just messing around, wanting to go to a um, not a Redskins game. I was going to go down to Baltimore. You know, I'm an Eagles fan. I saw the Eagles uh, playing, and uh, I was going to take my little side piece with me. And I looked at the price, and it was damn near like about 500 just for one game. Jeez. And they had a parking situation where you can valet, and they can take your car and all this other jazz and give you a little snack and all that and your seat, and a halfway decent seat. You pulled up the price. When you added it all up, that stuff was $550 for two people. To watch one football game on a Sunday afternoon at what is it called? M and T Bank. M and T is an N. M and T. Oh, the one in Baltimore. Yeah, M and T Bank. Five hundred. Mm-hmm. Ain't that something? Mm-hmm. That's too much. Yeah. Me and my five people. Five hundred. Well, that's mm-hmm. probably why the whites go and we don't go. Maybe that's why. I like, yeah. I like to see yeah. replays anyway. I don't like to see it live. I've done it. Been there, done it. Got a T-shirt. I want to see it, you know, replays and all that. So that's just me. But, uh, okay, I'm with you on that oh, one. Oh my, yeah. All right. right. We're gonna well, lighten up with a cocktail. What are we gonna do? Hey, go for it. I was just about to say, what is the all cocktail right. of the week? Come on, Carol. What week, you got? Week, week. It's called the Late Afternoon Sun, and it has my namesake: Kettle One Botanical Cucumber and Mint. Cucumber, cucumber slices and honeydew melon. We have oh, yeah. uh, 1.5 ounces of the Kettle One Botanical Cucumber Mint, or if you like more, you can do two ounces. Uh, four cucumber slices, four chunks of honeydew melon, uh, a fourth of a teaspoon of pink peppercorn, 
four ounces of uh, soda water, uh, two honeydew melon chunks for garnish, and two cucumber slices for garnish. So we're going to combine the um, kettle, one botanical, uh, cucumber and mint, uh, cucumber slices, honeydew melon, peppercorn, and soda water in a wine glass, mm, red wine. Uh, we're going to add ice and position um, fruit so it um, shows throughout the drink. Garnish with skewed melon chunks and cucumber slices. And that is called the late afternoon sun. The cocktail of the week. Brought All right, Joe. Right. DC Homebrew. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. That is delicious. Mm-hmm. It's okay. refreshing and delicious, and I love it a lot. Woo! All right, we're gonna take it over to Papa Didi, and what's popping? What's popping? Man, I had a rough week. Rough week, rough week, rough week. They whooped me. And you know what? Yeah, they whooped me. But you know what, though, what's so cool is to have an outlet to speak about things, you know. And I want to speak about when you don't get the opportunity to face your adversaries. That's what pisses me off more than anything, being a grown-ass man. You know what I'm saying? It's, It's almost like, you know, you get accused of something. And it and it comes from a, not only another level, another area, another department, that there's so many layers of people in between you and the person that accused you is that you can't even get back and really confront the people that, comp- that accused you from the beginning. It's almost like the people above you acting like they smoothed the shit over, but you feel like in your heart, like, yo, I'm not done. I want to speak for my goddamn self. You know, being a free black man, I always say if I was a slave, I'd been a dead fucking slave. You know? And and you really, you know, when it comes to a situation, and it's not about anger and it's not about anything of it. You know, you have to stand up for who you are, for what you believe in, and the story that you want to tell. If you sit back and just act like just because you didn't get in trouble, everything is fine. But that that, that crap is still hanging over your head. You know, if you did not talk to the people that completely accused you of something in particular and straighten it out so they know how you feel, so the next time they want to stick that pogo stick up your ass, they'll know better, or they'll know to put some brand-name vaccine on the end of that motherfucker. You understand what I'm saying? Excuse my language. I meant to say that. You know, that that's the biggest thing I hate in society today, especially in the job market today, is that you get accused of something, and and people will throw different adversary, adverse things about you and say things and claim you're in some kind of trouble. And then it goes away in a couple of days and all, but you really never got a chance to defend yourself. So what kind of bullshit is that? But your name is still in their back pocket some goddamn where. Only because they don't even know who you are. Isn't that sad? They don't even know who you are. You're just a number in the docket on the job market or a position that was there when the situation went down. But nobody even knows, nor do they care who you are. And it's so sad because there's nobody above you in society. Let me let me just break it down for one second about your position in life. What we do in this world is we live and, unfortunately, we die. 
And the only thing that we represent in life is the in-between. The in-between aspect of life is all we're here to represent. And life is so short. It's a cliche and it's, a, it's something that's said by everybody, but life is short. By the time you start to gather your life, by the time you're about to retire, here comes your ailments, you know? Mm-hmm. Here comes your, your arthritis. Here comes your prostate issues. Here comes your cancer. Here comes your, your, your Alzheimer's, you know? Here comes everything that's got the word rheumatoid in front of it, you know? It's a goddamn shame. And that's when you, you're feeling where you're just about to arrive into the abyss of new life. Your responsibilities are minimal. Your bills is in perspective. All of a sudden, the doctor stick his finger up your ass and say, damn, your prostate done erupted like a motherfucker. And now you're back to square one doing all kind of stuff, contemplating an operation, contemplating this and this. And I mean, I'm just I'm just talking more or less. But but it's sad to, to say that, and I'm saying all that to say that now that we have uh, reached a level of our golden age, you know, can we just endure ourselves, you know, and stop worrying about things? And stop being concerned about some of the stuff that means nothing, you know? I mean, I don't know. All I'm saying is just live and let live, you know? Don't beat up on people. If you're a boss out there, a supervisor, stop going hard on people. You know, people make mistakes. Shit happens, in other words. Understand why it happened. Get the full story. Get the real story. Find out who was really in fault before you start throwing shade at people like that. Because you might need them same people to help your ass out the very next day. That's the sad part about life. You never know who you're going to need when. My father always tell me, when somebody lend you some money, pay their ass back because you might need them again. Okay? Because remember, you borrowed off of them. They didn't borrow off of you. So apparently you're the needy one. So I'm going to leave it at that. But uh, just going to put that out there. Well... All right, Father, that was a good one. Right about that. You borrow it, pay it back. Right. It's messed up that sometimes that same person will not pay you back and will come back and want you to loan them some more. And still owe you. Yeah. And look at you <laughs> funny when you bring up the fact that they still owe you. You're like, oh, man, why you going to bring that up? Come on, man. It ain't like you don't have it. <laughs> It's <laughs> like that's not the point. Well, the one thing, the one thing I learned in life too is to don't run out of money. You know, you, that's the one thing I just tell her. But don't, don't try not to run completely out of money. You know what I mean? That's usually the plan, not to if run you, out. If you got a couple hundred dollars left, you know, <laughs> just stay on the goddamn porch. You know what I mean? Stay on the porch. Hide the damn car keys. <laughs> In car keys, stay on a damn porch. You if know, you can't afford to ball. If you don't go balling. If you ain't a, if, hey, hey, come on now. If you can't afford it, then see, please, I'm going out there. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna roll the dice, roll the dice. You ain't got 150 dollars till next. Week. You better chill. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have no problem. I have no problem going up to the bartender and saying, "Look, can I get a ginger ale, but put it in a champagne glass." I'm just saying, make me feel good. It's like I got some, I got ginger ale money. Well, Put it in a champagne glass. As a woman, you wear the right shit. You can drink free all night. Well, that's a whole nother Sucker story. Sucker born every minute. Anyhow, you know that. we about to uh, lighten it up, Kevin. 
gonna take a break. Or... <laughs> oh, we gonna take a break. I mean, we, we, we. Oh, okay. You need you need to refresh your glass. I haven't yeah, had anything tonight. Drink. I'm drinking some cream soda. Yeah. That's how. I just you know maybe I'll break out this stuff. Uh oh, he's about to go for cream it. Cream soda is my thing. It's time to take a break with wine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it sounds that way. All right, we will do that, and we're coming back with the weird news. Stay right there. This is Kettle. And this is Red Wine. If you like news, but you like the weirdest kind, you're in the right place. Join us every Friday night for the Pajama Party Weird News. We find stories each week about some of the strangest and oddest news stories around. If there's ghosts driving, stupid criminals getting caught, or just bizarre medical stories, we report it right here on the Pajama Party Weird News. It's funny and informative, and we look forward to it every week. And you will, too. If you like weird news like we do, join us every Friday night on the Pajama Party Show. It's a weird world out there, and we'll tell you all about it. Right here on the Weird News, where we celebrate the weirdness. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm one of your host, Papa Dina, here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. With you guys. We all burlesque okay, dances well. on the <laughs> Yeah. Let me entertain you. Okay, it's time for the weird news. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. You know, I like the weird all right, news. Who's up first? All right, I'm up first. So let's go to Anchorage, Alaska. We've got a company that wants to use an advanced balloon to fly customers from the Earth's surface in Alaska to the highest reaches of the planet's atmosphere. You up for that one? It's a Florida-based startup. Yeah, Florida-based startup firm called Space Perspective, and they're planning to use uh, the Pacific Spaceport Complex in Kodiak, Alaska, to serve as one of their launch sites called Spaceship Neptune. Uh, The balloon rides will be manned by a flight crew, and they'll take eight passengers and a pressurized capsule suspended beneath a hydrogen balloon the size of a football stadium. Each passenger could pay an estimated $125,000 for a six-hour journey. Now, that sounds crazy. Not just the price, but wait a minute. You got eight people in a pressurized capsule that's hanging underneath of a hydrogen balloon that's the size of a football stadium. Not the field, the whole stadium. That's how big this thing is. Sounds kind of crazy. So they're saying that there's people that come from all around the world who want to come to Alaska and see the northern lights from the edge of space. I guess it's a different perspective to see it that way. So they're saying that uh, they have plans to complete an unmanned test flight from the NASA's Kennedy Space Center in Florida next year, and passengers will begin with a two-hour ascent to about 19 miles above the Earth, and then they'll be able to, of course, post it on social media. And um, then it'll make a two-hour descent 
under the balloon and splash down where a ship will come and retrieve the passengers. And they're doing all this for the bargain price of $125,000. So who's with me? No That's it. All right. That's it. What the hell? 125K, come on. We can go up in space to the edge of the (laughs) atmosphere and see the northern lights. Okay. I mean, I'm going to see if they have layaway. I I might try it. (laughs) All right, layaway. How much you going to put down? $10,000 a year? (laughs) $10 a month. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm not messing with it. What you got over there, Papa? I got this. This was a man that was caught swimming in a fish tank. Oh boy! This was this was in uh, Bossick City, Louisiana, Bossier City, Louisiana. Police in Louisiana were able to reel a man in in a. Uh, he was swimming in a fish tank in a uh, sporting goods store. His name was Kevin Wise, 26 years old. He told. Um, KSLA TV that he plunged into the indoor aquarium at the Bass Pro Shop in the city last week to follow through on a promise that he made to fellow followers on social media. He said, I said, if I got 2,000 likes, I would jump into the tank. Oh, boy. And he got more than that, so he didn't want to be a liar, so he jumped in there. Some crazy-ass <laughs> joke. Anyway, the video captured a shot. The, the, video, the video captured a shopper. Uh... This guy uh, was swimming around the tank, and the fish mm-hmm. fish was trying to get out of the way, and all this jazz it was it was just crazy. What the hell? Where, where do you find these stories? At, anyway? It's the weird news. <laughs> anyway, weird uh, news. so he jumped in a fish tank at a bass pro. His fiance said, "I can't believe that you did that. I can't believe you did that." And he jumped out and ran out of the store, wet, running, and the police went chasing after they finally <laughs> caught him. He had to pay for damages to the tank and mess up the fish and all this jazz. So, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is kind of weird. This was a true story. Wow. This was in, oh, this was in Louisiana, huh? Bazier City, Louisiana. Where the hell is that at? Bazier, uh, Louisiana. Bazier. Oh, he's a wild. But, it, but there's, a, there's a Bass Pro Shop, so that, that says it all, right? Yep. Anyway. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep. All right. What else we got, Kevin? Bloomer, Wisconsin. A Wisconsin family helped save a young bear that was struggling to breathe while uh, swimming in a lake with its head caught in a plastic food container. Uh, Tricia and Brian Hurt and their son, Brady, were fishing Saturday on Marsh Miller Lake. Um, when they came across what they first thought was a swimming dog, was thought was a swimming dog, they soon um, realized though that it was a young bear with a clear plastic cheese ball container stuck on his head. Their first attempt to pull the uh, tub off the bear's head failed, but another try was successful. Um, that was the thing I remember most is that the bear, panting heavily, tried to get air. Um, Trisha Hurt said if um, they had been two minutes sooner or later, um, would have likely the bear might have died. So, yep, that was good. She goes on to say, we heard it um, fall and collapse 
on shore, so I know it was safe at the point. Um, speculating that the bear would have drowned if they hadn't been been there to help. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think I can I can handle a bear than a shark. Trying to hand, help a baby shark or something. I don't know if I would help a bear, maybe, but a baby shark or something. Uh-uh. Not me. Nope, nope, nope. I don't know. I mean, bears can yeah, be I, I, actually, I actually saw that story on TV. Oh, yeah. It's a baby bear. It was pretty. It was, it was a baby bear, and it was yeah. uh, it had a, a cheese pop uh, container in his head. And you could just, oh, it was still okay. some cheese balls at the bottom of the container. So apparently they got off. They apparently got off land and fell in the water, and then the boat, you know, Poor came thing. around the boat like kind of suffering, and the people in the boat reached over and took the lid off the the bear's head. It was yeah. pretty pretty nice. It saved his yeah. life because he uh, was really yeah. He was trying yeah, to get those cheese balls. That's yeah. what it was. Mm-hmm. He didn't know any better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a good story. Okay. Yeah. Well, that wraps up uh, the weird news. Oh, y'all saying something good for a change. Ain't talking about yeah crime and death <laughs> and cops whooping people's ass no and everything. No sex robots. Oh, I ain't that. Yeah, I know. Y'all be going. Although that they're out there, but no, we didn't have any of those tonight. So, Rewind, you ready for your your story? You wanna yeah, I can go right into it. All right, Rewind. What I'm just saying. Uh, what you got? Tonight, I'm just saying, uh, do the right thing. That's that's my topic tonight, do the right thing. Now, this is some history. When the Washington, D.C. football franchise, whose name I refuse to speak, when they came to D.C. back in 1937, they were already using that derogatory name for four years because they started using it in 1934. Now, I don't know if the Native Americans or the indigenous people, whichever term you want to use, whether they were offended by the name back in 1937 and the logo back then, but they've weighed in on it since then, repeatedly. And they've asked the team owners, even though the team has changed hands, they've asked the team owners to change the name time and time again, and the team owners have refused. Now, back in the 80s, when Jack Kent Cook was asked about changing the name. He was quoted as saying, I'll never change it. They will be the ha-ha-ha forever. And that was the way he felt about it. Now, the current owner, Dan Snyder, had been saying the same thing. And I'm just saying, come on, Dan Snyder, do the right thing. Change the name. Now, you're getting heat from all these major corporate sponsors like FedEx and Nike saying it's time to let go of the racist team name. Why are they so unwilling to change? Uh, remember when the Washington Bullets basketball team changed their name? They did that because at the time, Washington, D.C. was becoming known as Washington death capital. There were so many uh, murders at the hands of a gun that it was ridiculous. And finally, people started saying, you don't want to call this team the Bullets. That that needs to go. So the team owner said, you know what? Okay, I hear you. And it became a contest, and they said, all right, come up with some names, send in suggestions, 
And the, the winning suggestion was the Wizards. And they sold all the jerseys that had already been printed that said the Washington Bullets. That became a throwback jersey, a collector's item. And people bought them, and when they were gone, they were gone. And then they became the Washington Wizards. It was not a big deal. I don't think they really lost any money, but they did it out of respect for the city. Washington, D.C. was seeing death and death and more death at that time. People just were going crazy with these handguns. So they changed the name, and the Washington football team could do the same thing. But they have been so resistant. So I'm just saying, like, to Mr. Dan Snyder, what's the problem? Are you that racist at your very core that you don't see how hurtful and offensive it is to keep that team name? Not only is it offensive to the indigenous residents of this country, but to a lot of people, other people as well, whether they're Native American or not. Would you want to have, and this is a question I would pose to Dan Snyder, would you want to have a brand new franchise called the Kentucky Kikes? Do you think your Jewish friends would be offended by that? Or how about the San Francisco Spicks? How would that fly? Would that be racially insensitive enough for you? Or what about if you came up with one uh, to offend the uh, uh, white people in general? Okay, what about Wilmington Whiteys? Or the Charleston Crackers? How about that? Those are just as offensive as calling the Native Americans Redskins. I'm just saying, do the right thing and change the damn name. It shouldn't take an act of Congress to do the right thing. If you won't listen to the people, I'll bet you'll listen to those corporate sponsors because now they're fired up. You got Nike, you got FedEx saying, we're not going to keep sponsoring and putting money into this organization if you won't let go of that name. And guess what? Now Dan Snyder is going, well, you know, we're going to launch a committee and we're going to really look into this and uh, really consider, we're going to weigh the possibilities, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, now because it's talking green. And they're trying to act like, well, we're considering what the sponsors are saying and we're considering, you know, the effect on the indigenous people. Bullshit. You're only concerned because now your sponsors are saying, we're going to pull the rug out from our checkbook from you. And now you've got their attention. Just like the way Facebook is now paying attention because their big sponsors started saying, if you don't stop putting all those ads on there on your site that you know are not factual, we're going to pull our money. And now Facebook is paying attention because before they were like saying kick rocks. So it's the same situation. Now Dan Snyder is paying attention. So I applaud uh, Nike and FedEx for coming to the forefront saying, enough is enough. Let this go. Now, Adweek Magazine also reported that there was a group of 87 different investment firms and shareholders who signed three separate letters that they sent to Nike, FedEx, and Pepsi-Cola Company saying that they would terminate their relationships with the Washington team unless the name got changed. So I'm just saying, we don't need to allow what they don't need to continually disrespect Native Americans. It's not like the Washington team can play anyway. I'm just saying, they suck. This is Red Wise, I'm just saying, do the right thing. 
change the name and maybe you can change your luck. Fucking team. You obviously risking. Obviously. All right, mm. that was a good one, Red Wine. I know that's right. <laughs> they suck. She even she yeah. even said a swear word. Lord have mercy. Because they made me Ooh. angry. I don't I don't appreciate that. Not you, Red Wine. Mm. I'm just saying. <laughs> If all of the Jewish people in America, don't you think that they would, like, burn this country down if somebody came up with a team called Kentucky Kikes? They'd be like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, no, no, no. No, you won't. Damn, why are you going in hard? I'm just saying that to make a point. It's rude. It's offensive. It's disrespectful. And it's no less or more than calling the Washington team the name that they go by. Let it go. Mm. Sucking tea. Anyway. Okay. That's right. That's pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was a good one. Look, if you guys got any questions or comments, don't hesitate to call nine one four eight oh three forty three oh six. Press one to and get the queue. If you want to join the conversation. Ooh boy. Alrighty. You want to take a break? You take nah, a little okay. Yeah, I, I think so. I need to uh, Papa Didi said he's got it. Both thrusters fired up. He's nah, I'm going to stay on that. I'm going to stay on that. Okay. Go. Damn. Okay, Damn. come on. Let's, let's rock and You know what? I tell you, though, I tell you what, you know. Go for it. The sad part of life, the lesson I, and I think I'm I'm old enough to, to get the lesson. You know, there's a lot of things in life that people do that we it gets out of people's control. If you look at the situation you were saying, like, uh, what's his name, Dance with Snyder? Snyder, yeah. Yeah, see, and, but if you look at all of you, you mentioned before him, King uh, Cook, what's his name? Jack Kent Jack Cook. Jack Kent Cook and the other guy that they just took his name off yeah, the I forgot thing him. and all this jazz. Now, he followed all these people. So he thought that that particular anger and that rage and all that uh the selfishness and everything was the way to go because he saw other people that are successful doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And this is the premise that I was speaking on a little bit earlier, is that the people that are put in leadership are the people that live their life a certain way and, and people that are under them respect them for they don't believe they're as crazy as they are in the position they're in. And they just just like Trump right now. Everybody's praising Trump, and he's just the biggest jerk-off on the planet. You know, but everybody's loving him because they're monkey see, monkey do. Everybody looking at everything he do. He and white folks always believe the one that got the most toys wins. So Trump got the most damn toys, so they're following his ass. And and you are how you were raised, basically. You know, like myself, for example. You know, I was raised by wonderful parents, so I, I exude a lot of kindness and and consideration. You know. And, and openness and, and freedom of expression and being the person I am every time I walk in the room every day. And sometimes people take your kindness for weakness. You're being nice and you're being open. You're telling people, oh, don't worry about it. Ah, don't worry about it. And you're always saying, don't worry about it. People say, I'm going to be late. Come in. Oh, don't worry about it. You know, yeah, can you do this for me? Oh, don't worry about it. But but that don't mean that I'm some jerk off and I'm not seeing how you treat my ass deep down inside. You know what I mean? I may roll with my mother's love, but deep down inside, I'm seeing just how far you would go using abusing my ass, you know? And people are like that. They always say, watch them quiet people, and still waters run deep. So watch who you're, that you're screwing over. I remember a gentleman lived across the street from me. He worked in an auto parts store. 
And this brother would always give me discounts, man. I walk in there, and he didn't have a car. And every time I'd see this brother leave out the house, and he's going to get a, 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 you know, to get a bus or something like that, I would say, yo, man, you need a ride? I mean, I would give him a ride just to reciprocate what he was doing for me. Mm-hmm. You know, give him a ride to where he had to go. I'd go in the store, yo, man, let me get this, this, let me get a battery. All right, let me give him my discount. I mean, he would take my bill down from like $150 down to like $72 just off the top. So why would I let this man walk by my house and catch a fucking bus? And then, but people will do that. They'll watch the person catch the bus, and then they'll go around to the store looking for a discount. When you looked out your window and you saw the brother you're going to go see later on the day walk down the street and get a bus when you could have got out and gave him a ride in your damn car. And I'm saying that as an example of how people are every day. You know, they come on a job or wherever they are with people and friends they know, and they use them. Use them for what benefit they can get from them. And don't think that people don't notice how you're using them. They 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 just want to see how much rope you're gonna how much rope you're gonna hang them with. How much you're gonna just use and abuse me over and over again, keep taking my kindness for weakness, you know? After a while, people start feeding you like old folks say with a long handled spoon. You know, 'cause they know you ain't shit. And all you want is to get something from me. But as long as you're getting it from me, I'm showing you that I'm not in need. You're the one that's in need, not me. you getting from my ass. I'm not getting from you. So I don't need you. You need me. And that's the that's the moral of that whole story right there, you know. And get you know, on another thing you were saying about the, the way the Washington Bullets changed their name. I was in Walmart, and I saw a whole row of, uh, uh, what do you call it, Aunt your Mama uh, pancake mix. I started to grab a couple of those myself, but I know after a while the ants would have got up in that shit. I'm trying to hold up on the shelf like it's a souvenir or something. Next thing you know, I move the box. There's nine mice behind that motherfucker. I'm like, what? You know what I mean? So you got to watch it when you're storing food. So what I would do probably is, you know, open the little bottom of the box and dip out the contents, you know. If you want to save that box as a, you know, split the bottom and take out the mix and kind of spray it with an air hose to get all the, the powder out of it, you know, then take back as a, you know, but don't, don't save Aunt your Mama boxes, you know, with that in there. Put on yourself for 10 years, because believe me, the insects will get that shit. They'll get it. Anyway, but other than that, uh, you know, like I said, just just get the lesson. Get the lesson in life, you know. Just don't let people use you. After a while, you're being used too much. Speak on it. Speak on it. Say, yo, 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 hold up, look. Look, you got to come to work on time. You really me half hour every day late, you know. It shows me you're not running late. You're just abusing me. You're going to sleep in because you're relieving me. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You don't relieve the other guy. You know what I mean? But you're going to dog me. So just, you know, just just watch. Watch yourself. Watch people. Just We live in some interesting times. And, and nowadays, you just can't be so nice anymore. You know? Red wine, I tell you that. Red wine's a good Christian woman. She cursing like, like she cursing her ass off tonight. Ain't that right, Kettle? Yeah, piss me off, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> used to go to Red Wine to get Bible verses. Now she's saying bullshit and motherfuckers and all kinds of shit. I Damn, didn't Red say Wine. that. <laughs> I, did, I did say yes. I didn't say MS. But you used to be, you know, you would that give was us, my one for the night. You would give us Bible verses when we first started. Now look at you. Oh, we can still do that. Lord have mercy. Amen. Anyway, that's all I got uh, on Living for the City. All right, then. Well, thank you, Papa Didi. All right, take a break, uh, Kettle. Uh, 
Sure, let's take a little CC. I would take a CC let's take a and uh, CC. Yeah. we'll be back at the. Uh, uh, and we're coming right. back with the Hollywood wrap up. Hollywood with wrap up. Be What's right your back. opinion? We want to know on the late night adult pajama party. Call us now on 914-803-4306 and tell us if you agree or disagree or if you don't care one way or the other. If you've been waiting all week to tell somebody what's on your mind, now is your chance. Dial 914-803-4306 and press 1 to speak with the Pajama Party live on the air. To listen to the show online, go to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen banner on the top right. If you'd like to advertise your business with us, get in touch on www.apajamaparty.com. So call us now on 914-803-4306 and press 1. We will get to you as quick as we can. Now, back to the Pajama Party Live. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Some swag, darling. It's All right. time for Kettle in the Hollywood wrap-up. What's up in Hollywood? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> Thank you, Papa. <laughs> All right. If you guys have not heard what is going on with this gentleman by the name of August Alcina, uh, Junior. He's an American singer-songwriter from New Orleans. He formerly signed with Jeff uh, uh, Jam Records. He and Jada Pickett are supposed to have an affair. That's what he's telling everybody on his Instagram account. Uh-oh. Um, oh, boy. Has spoken out after Jada Pickett denied his claim that Will gave him his blessing for them to have a sexual relationship. He took the Instagram today, this afternoon, and says that he said, she said, all the while, never mentioning Jada or her husband's name. In the long post, he covered many topics and ideas, including tradition and perception. But in some, August doubled down on what he says is, quote, unquote, his truth. Okay. Which doesn't mean jiggity jack. My truth is my truth, and it's mine to own. There is no right or wrong here. It simply is my truth. Okay. But, you know, Jada, she's going to get on the red table and start talking about that. So, we'll see. I mean, we're going to hear her side. We heard he is, but he's not saying too much of anything. You see pictures with them together, and that's about it. He knows the family. Yeah, I heard that he was a friend of their family. But I don't really know what the real um, deal is. She helped him through an addiction. He had an addiction with painkillers. And apparently, maybe she has experienced the same thing, so she was there to help him get through that. Because, because he was a friend of the um, the daughters. And, you know, oh. so she just helped him through that incident. That's all. So I think he took it a little further than what it was. Okay. Moving Isn't he on. good at um, I mean, I've heard of him, but um, I can't name any of his songs. Yeah, so. I've heard of him also, but um, his debut album was in um, 2014, and his no, um, yeah. So you just have to check him out. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. 
Who we got? We have Beyonce, Lizzo, and more. If you guys didn't see the BET Award 2020, it was off the chain. Um, comedian and insecure actress Amanda Seals, she hosted this particular event. Um, it opened up with um, a powerful remix by Public Enemy, 1989, Fight the Power. You know, the lyrics were a little different, but they turned it out. It was really nice. Um, also, Beyonce, she was honored with the Humanitarian Award, uh, which she dedicated to um, Black Lives Matter protesters. Um, everybody that was on there, they talked about um, uh, the many performances addressed the killings of black men and women while in police custody, the Black Lives Matter movement, and the protests over police violence. You have people like... Um, D. Smoke, Jennifer Hudson, John Legend, Alicia Keys. Hers was very powerful, very nice. Uh, she had all the names of the people um, that they've been protesting about um, on the um, ground when she was um, doing her piano piece. It was very moving. Yeah, that was um, good. Usher, that was good. Usher, Wayne Brady, he did he did a tribute to um, Little Richard. Um, that was pretty um, inspiring. That was pretty nice. But overall, this was this was a um, this was a great BET Awards, even though it was uh, virtual, you know. Um, but the performances were off the chain. Um, the top ones: the Drake led the nomination with six nods, um, Megan Thee Stallion and um, Roddy Rich with five nominations, Beyonce, uh, Nicki Minaj, Lizzo, and the Baby. They had four nominations, so um, Drake is always in front. Um, now this yeah. is a uh, jo- yeah this is a jaw dropper here. Monique and husband to join the cast of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Next oh, season boy. of Real Housewives of Atlanta is set for a huge shakeup. Bravo executives are hoping to get Monique mm-hmm. and her husband Sydney to join the cast. Um, and oh, is she Monique serious? She's- oh Monique my god. One person close to Monique told um, Sydney, the husband, he was negotiating with Bravo to have Monique join the show. Nothing is written in stone, but Bravo opened, if they open up their pocketbook, uh, because Nene, she, she just, uh, they just wrote a check for her. So, what, what, you know, whatever she wanted, she got. So, we'll see. But they don't want Nene, Nene Leakes to come back. They're trying to get uh, another heavy hitter to um, take her place, which is Monique. So. Monique is going to turn that show out. Yeah, she's going to make it totally different. Yeah. Mm. I mean, she, yeah, I, mean, she I remember, remember her, um, her her late night show she did. That was back in 2009. And um, that got yeah. canceled after um, 2011. I was wondering what happened. That was on BET. And uh, 2015... Um, she got a nod. Um, she did the um, biopic um, Bessie. She earned a um, primetime Emmy Award nomination for that. She played Mae Rainey, one of the characters. So. Oh, okay. Yep. So, so we shall see. Yeah, and last but not she least, she does. She does. Last but not least, um, Hamilton is debuting tonight on Disney+. Plus. So if you guys um, did not see it on Broadway or off Broadway, you guys have a chance to see it on um, Disney Plus. And I think it's six ninety nine um, a year for Disney Plus, or you can get the big package Disney Plus, Hula, and ESPN for twelve ninety nine. So that's my six ninety nine a year. Oh, it must be a month. A month. Oh, a month. month. I'm sorry, my bad. Yeah. Let me get it right. 
<laughs> I was gonna say if it's only six ninety nine a year, let me jump on it. Look, folks will oh, be yeah. calling me okay. and be like, wait a minute, that's what you said. <laughs> uh-huh. but, uh, uh, yeah. But I feel uh Disney is getting a lot of the um African American folks on Disney. I'm like, okay. They trying to trying to spruce it up a little bit. Spruce it up a little bit. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they ain't hurting. They ain't hurting at all. They got all the money. They got all the money yes, they do. They got it all. Every yep. time so, maybe they get rich. True. All right. <laughs> All right. That's it for you, cattle. That's it. Bidee, bidee, bidee. That's all, folks. All right. Good one. Good one. Hey. All right. All right. Uh, kiss it list, Papa D. All right. The kiss it list. The kiss list is a list we compile of everybody that showed their butt hiney uh, last week or in the, in the early future, in the early past. And uh, we put their name in stone, and we have a song for them at the end of that. Uh, I want to start off with the NFL with this lift every voice and sing that they're going to play at the beginning of all these songs. I, I don't know who came up with that in particular, but uh, like I said, they, they classify that song as uh, the Black National Anthem, but it's not played enough for anybody to recognize it, or we need to play it more often, or somebody needs to re-record it to make it more familiar with people. So the NFL just they just showing a butt trying to be black, black, black all over. They wasn't black at all now and over the last now week they're going they overboard. Now they're going overboard. They're gonna get cornrows in their hair next and <laughs> whatever else that they consider to be black. Uh what else you got? Uh, uh let's see. Also we got uh Trump for all those comments about uh Mount Rushmore mm-hmm. saying that the statues will be all right when they shoot all those fireworks tonight because they're stone. They won't burn. What could happen? But there's a forest underneath the statues, right underneath where you see the stone statues. There's yeah. a dry bush of of uh, forest there that could catch on fire, and nobody's there. They all be looking at it, and plus all the people sitting there watching Trump tonight with no masks next to each other. Yeah, and the chairs are linked together with like tie down tie down straps, so, so they can't move you know, the chairs. You know, if they wanted to socially distance, they would have to just leave empty chairs. They, they can't separate them. So yeah, that's enough. They're trying to take people out, but anyway. All right, uh, let's see. I didn't have a long list today. That that gentleman for smacking that woman at the airport. Oh, yeah. I mean, he should have just backed off or done something, but he punched her like Mike Tyson. That was just crazy. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that was that was really, really crazy. Yeah. Also, the guy who jumped in that fish tank at that... Uh, at the Bass Pro store. Shop. Yeah. Yeah, well... Trying to satisfy your social media we, people. Stop acting stupid. Well, when you say Bass Pro Shop, we know what that was. Well, Anyway, okay. uh, the police unions for backing these guys that are doing horrendous stuff... And unions are still getting their jobs back. We need to yeah. track the police and find out where they are. We need to find out all these people that got killed by the police unarmed. Where are they at today? Yeah. We need to do a story where they are. A lot of them are probably at another police force somewhere down in Montana or Nebraska where they could hide out, you know, what have you. Let's track them and find out what the hell they're doing. And also the lady who pulled the gun on the black woman at that taco At the taco place. thing, yeah. She bumped mm-hmm. into Put her. her on mm-hmm. Pulled the gun out like this shit. So I'll shoot you. Well, then shoot me, damn it. I'm going to snatch that gun and stick up your ass. With the Did we say Roger Goodell? Roger Goodell, yeah. Also, uh, Dan Snyder. Yeah. If you don't yeah. change the name, uh, you will be eternally on the kiss it list. Well, he was raised Ooh. by those other racist people before him. So. Yeah. Uh, you got anybody else? 
Yeah, he was. He also gave a million dollars to Trump for his um his party and thing for his campaign. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, he's seen um, it. Yeah, the guy. August, they don't want to go against um, Trump. Alcina, the guy August Alcina, the one that's talking trash about um, Jada Pickett. He's lying. He's yeah. just trying to promote his album. That's all. So he's he's a liar. Think so. <laughs> Okay. If that's everybody, we got a gift for everybody on this week's kiss and listen. Here it is. My in All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. Uh, my last word for the night, we're uh, getting short on time, is uh, like my man, like my girl says, uh, what's the name? Uh, oh. Be kind to one another. Oh. Um, <laughs> Ellen. Yes. Be kind to one another, really. Be careful out there. Wear your mask. Pull it up if necessary. You know, all by yourself, you can pull it down and breathe a little bit. But as soon as jokers turn that corner, you know, if I'm in my favorite store, Walmart, where everything goes down, somebody comes in my aisle, I'll pull it up. Pull it up. You know? All right. And uh, wear the mask and uh, stay safe, you know, because that pandemic is a mess and it's still out here and it's getting worse. So be careful. My last word is to Dan Snyder, do the right thing. Stop being a racist. Change the name. Man, red wine is That's all I'm saying. Kettle, good Christian mm-hmm. woman. Mm-hmm. Get it in, right? <laughs> Get it in. Then come, I like that. All right. <laughs> come, come Sunday, she's going to be trying to sell us Bibles. Well. Uh, all right. What's you got, your Kettle? last word, Kettle? <laughs> what you got? Um, my last word is um, shout out to our new listeners. And uh, we appreciate you listening to us tonight, our old listeners. Uh, you guys have stayed faithful to us. Um, the new listeners hope to hear from you or see you or whatever uh, next Friday night, 9 p.m. Uh, what is that, CP time or is that uh, 9.15 CP time? CP time. <laughs> 9.15 CP time. All right, now. But we're here every, yeah. we're here every Friday night. Um, check us out on um, right. Uh We got a cocktail of the week. Um, yeah, like you said, tell a friend. Yep, and uh, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Tell somebody you could trust. We don't mess with snitches or narcs or undercover jerk off. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, with that, oh, and, we're uh, going to get on one, out one of here. One last thing. One last oh, thing. Ahead, Be careful out there with those fireworks. 
Um, do Man. not hold those sparklers in your hand. They say they can go up to about 2,000 degrees or something crazy. Just, uh, yeah. just watch them on TV, people. Just watch them on TV. <laughs> yeah, be careful with them fireworks. I'm serious. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Especially if you if you haven't dealt with fireworks in a long time, don't don't open up those cherry bombs and all those rocket blasters like yeah. you know what you're doing. You know, just yeah. be yeah. careful. You know, when you when that thing starts yeah. sparking, the hell out of the way. Don't sit yeah. there and see if yeah. it's lit. Is it lit? You know, yeah. and watch your children. If you got children out there, watch your children. Don't let your children get old up. That's an adult thing, you know. All right. Anyway. Well, we're going to get on out of here. And we can go look outside, see if we can see some fireworks somewhere. All right. Let's say good night, and we're going to bounce. Good night, everybody. Say good night, cattle. Good night. And bonsoir. Until next Friday night. We'll see you then. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of shit. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Dabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Oh, close the